Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to go through the Cronulla Sharks and their best 17 for 2023. A side that hasn't changed too much, a couple of experienced heads that have dropped out, so it probably won't be the longest episode we've done, uh, but a bit to touch on with the Sharky side. Now, the Sharks, uh, I'm excited for them, but I'm more excited about... Uh, it, it feels like my, my young bloke's just finished school and he's come and joined me on the big stage. My 5'8", Matty the Waterboy, look at him. I, I, it feels so weird being up here. It feels it's weird like, having you here. Like, I'm, I'm so used to sitting back there. Um, like, I, I sat up here and I'm like, this is where you guys sit every week. It's such a, like a different view, even though I'm only five metres away. So it feels like, you know when like a footy player signs with a new team and it's yeah. kind of weird seeing him in a different jersey? That's how I feel right now. I feel you like feel like player. Adam Reynolds in a Broncos kit. Well, I, really you know, I, I would say that's a downgrade. I think this is a <laughs> bit of an upgrade, but... Uh, but yeah, it feels, feels strange, but I'm, kind of, I'm a little bit nervous, actually. I, I reckon you're going to be bored up here. You're not going to have as much to do. Yeah, I know. See, at least when I'm down there, like, if I switch off, I can just, you know, go on Twitter or something. But I love it. <laughs> I have to be on here. It. All right. Sharkies. Uh, obviously had a an incredible season last year. Did very well. Uh, obviously, the finals didn't go as planned. Uh, 0-2 there. Uh, but the season as a whole... I think we look at the Sharks and we go, oh, you know, they improved out of sight, which, which they did. This is a team that had made the finals the last, you know, two years in a row, I think it was, before before this season, had they? Um, or, or they'd made it two out of three years anyway. They, did, they, been, didn't, they didn't make it in 2021. Okay. I'm pretty sure. They, they went okay. 19 and 20, did they? With Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a look. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they just missed out. Yeah, so 2021, they came ninth. And then from 2020 back, they came eighth, seventh, fourth, Fifth, Premiers, sixth. Yeah, right. So that last year was the first year they hadn't made the finals since since the Asada shit. I think this is what makes this team so incredible as well, that it's, you know, <laughs> there's not many guys left from that 2016 side. Obviously, Andrew Fafita, uh, he left at the end, end of last season. You've still got Wade Graham there. Outside of him, he's the only one, isn't he? 
that's still in yeah, that I side. believe I believe he is. So to build themselves up to being a top four team once again with a completely new squad. The other thing I love about this Sharks team, Matty, is that a lot of them came through the Newtown Jet system that won a yeah. couple of years ago. You have a look at their starting side off the dome. The guys are in that t- side: Kennedy, Katoa, Mortalo. Um, uh, Rudolph was in it. Hamlin Newello was in it, I think. Like, there's a Teague Wilton, Royce Hunt, these Brilliant, sort of guys. Yeah. I was at that grand final, actually. It was a cracker, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was. was that Burley they played? Oh, that was the Interest. Interest, interest yeah. one. I wasn't at that one. That was the second Magulius one. Uh, I was at the one where they beat. I'm pretty sure it was, uh, I think it was Western Suburbs Magpies. Yeah, right. And, I'm, and I'm, I know, like, Magulius had that moment, <clears throat> but it was Will Kennedy who just killed it that day. He hadn't debuted for NRL yet, but... Fuck, he was, yeah. Such a good player, a good Will Kennedy. I tell you um, what, that that was great because, like, if, if anyone's got, like, a spare Sunday or whatever, go down to Henson Park and watch Newtown play and just, like, either sit on the hill or sit sit in the stands. Man, they absolutely love it there. It's the best. My little brother, he's playing um, Roosters SG ball on their home ground. Is there? Yeah. It's the fucking best. H- Henson? Yeah. yeah. It is the best. Oh. Old grandstands mad, but up on the hill, and there's 200 metres of hill to sit on as well. Mm. It's mad. Have you been to the beer... Food. I haven't. It looks. I'm, I'm shocked you haven't. Yeah, no, I really want to go. I've just never got around to I it. I thought you would have been a first up starter. Oh, don't know. Don't know why. Can't win them all. All right. Now, when we talk about the Sharkies, I mean, mate, there's one name that really comes to mind uh, Nico Hines. Mm. For him to arrive at the Sharks last year after being, you know, a versatile sort of utility outside back at the Melbourne Storm to arrive at the Cronulla Sharks, become a halfback. I was so confident at the start of last season that the Sharkies would be making a call to a Mitchell Pearce or to a halfback somewhere. It seems like the most ridiculous thought process of all time in hindsight because this guy absolutely killed it. Well, in hindsight, yeah, but I think most people were kind of on the same page. I think I'd, I'd say it was probably Denon was one of the first to say, oh, maybe he could. I thought he was mad. Yeah and, yeah, and I think a lot of people did, but how quickly we've forgotten about that yeah. because it was just one of the most successful, most seamless masterstrokes we've seen. Like he won the Dally M. Like With the most points ever. We'll look back, we'll look back on that and it will be one of the greatest stories ever because 100%. he was a fullback. He was yep. barely a first grade. Last year was, last year was his first full year of first grade. He won the Dally M. Crazy. Yeah, first full season of fullback in a new position. I know people will be sitting home screaming at the screen. Yeah, he played halfback when he was in Queensland Cup three years ago. Not the same. It's not, it's it's, it's, you're comparing <laughs> apples and oranges. I yeah. don't care what you fucking say. Uh, incredible what Nico Hines did. Um, Matty, let's get stuck into this Cronulla Shark side. As yeah. I said, a lot of this team, especially, I was going to say, especially in the back line, but all through it, they sort of picked themselves based off last year. There aren't too many changes at fullback. Will Kennedy... Uh, if it wasn't for Dylan Edwards, I think Will Kennedy would be the most underrated fullback by far and away over the last three years. Yeah, he was a little bit injured at the back end of last year. And I think um, when he came back, he, he kind of wasn't you know, back to 100% confidence. But we all know what he can do. He was so good in 2021. And up until he got injured last year, he was great as well. Um, yeah, Will Kennedy's, Will Kennedy's great, but he's also... There's a bit of competition for that fullback spot. There is. Uh, obviously, you've got young Kay Dykes, who's in the system. You've got Lockie Miller as well. Hearing rumours that Lockie Miller could end up at the Newcastle Knights, which I know we've spoken about this off camera. I think mm. it's a win all round for everyone, isn't it? Well, yeah, especially if the Sharks, because I don't know where I heard this, but I heard that the Dolphins offered Kay Dykes a fair whack and he turned him down because he obviously envisions himself as the future Sharkies fullback. So if that's the way they're going to go, 
I just think it's it's a win for everyone if Lockie Miller goes to the Knights because if they want to put Kalen at six, they need to have a fullback, and there's no point being third string fullback for the Sharkies. So it's crazy when you look at this Shark system and you know. Will Kennedy, he isn't an absolute superstar. He's a gun. But then you look at their New South Wales Cup team last year. They had Lockie Miller, they had Metcalf, and they had Dykes. Who, mm. you know, you, you could see, well, you will see Metcalf go to the Warriors, and you could see him solve numerous problems they have there. If you see Miller go to Newcastle, he'll solve a huge problem they have there. Mm. And, you know, Dykes, he could be the, the, the future Sharks fullback, or if he was to go to the Dolphins, he could be their future fullback. So crazy to have a look through the stocks that the Sharkies had and the depth of this system. It's funny, even like even a couple of years ago, remember when they set all those records in the 20s? Mm. And they had, I think it was Kyle Flanagan at halfback, Jamin Salmon, I'm pretty sure, was the six. I think Leacher was the nine. Le- oh, was I think it was Braley. Braley, yeah. yeah. I think Braley was the nine. And I'm pretty sure... Metcalf was like coming through as well. Like I think he he might have been a, couple, a year younger or something. But yeah, that that Sharkies and they had um, I think Sherry was there as well. So they yeah, were, would have been. They yeah. were just unbelievable back then as well. So crazy Sharkies. Will Kennedy he picks himself at fullback. I think the other thing about the fullback depth is, you know, the next guy up now is Kate Dykes. Mm. I think the vast majority of rugby league fans wouldn't have known who Kate Dykes was. No. at the start of last season. No. Probably not uh, Miller either, to, to be fair. He, he had a bit of fanfare because he was coming from Union and whatnot, but depth incredible. When we have a look at the wingers. Uh, these two, I mean, we just said they got the most underrated fullback. Is this the most underrated wing pairing in Ronaldo, the Ronaldo is the most underweight, underrated winger in the comp. Yeah. There is, I have no doubt. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, how much he's improved just this year, which he has. It's a fair call. But I think he's just been to be top for years. Yeah. For years now. He's... He's one of those guys you'd, you'd love you'd love to have him in your team because he's got a, he's got a bit of cunt in him as well, which is he's got a heap of cunt. Which is it's like, great. but it's like it's one of those things like you know when you know when you're in traffic and someone cuts you off and you're fucking you just pissed off, but then they laugh at you <laughs> and and you get even more pissed yeah. off. That's Ron, that's Ronaldo Moore Tyler. It's it's there's Sums nothing more infuriating. Oh man, I love him so much. Yeah, the the one thing that stood out with me, he came to one of the bloke photo shoots a few weeks ago. I couldn't believe his body shape. Yeah, he's just all limbs. Yeah, he's right. Like I, I, I don't think I've seen him in a. In person. He's a he's a very strange sort of, and you know, now that I see him in person, when you see him, you know, get aerial like he did, and some mm. of the shit he does, it sort of makes a little bit more sense. He's a. I, t- I talk about this quite a bit, especially when we talk off season. He's a classic guy that I think he wouldn't be underappreciated, underrated if he got to play Origin. Yeah, everyone would sit up and realise. Then I, I think he's a really good example. Made his other wing partner. I thought they missed him a lot when he was out last 100%. year. Hundred percent. Johnny Katoa. Um, was that, what did he do? He did his peck? I think it was a peck. Yeah. Yeah. So he was out for like three months. So that was really unfortunate. For I them. don't think it's hyperbolic to say one of the best finishers in rugby league. He oh. is incredible. Well, that's his nickname, the Big Sexy. Yeah. Because he makes he makes <laughs> the try sexy. That's what you keep calling yourself up here. Uh, then we move to the centers. Uh, wow, Jesse Ramian, uh, their right center. He picks himself there. Obviously went up to the Newcastle Knights a couple of years ago. Returned back to the Sharkies and has been. I want to say a new player, but he's just gone back to what he was at the Sharks back in the day. He just belongs there, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I just think that that Knights year was a bit of a blip. Um, yeah, he's always been fantastic player, always been so strong. And, yeah, he was, he was another real shiny light from this year. And he doesn't get talked about a lot, does he, Jesse nope, Ramian? But not at all. I think he should because like, his, his strength is just he's up there with the best of them. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, left centre, mascot junior, Sivitalakai. Thing is, if if the if the Sharkies were weren't so stacked in the forwards, this would be a contentious one. Yes, because yes, he 
killed it at centre last year. He was absolutely amazing. But, you know, he's a forward as well. I think it's a matter of time till he shifts back into the back row. Like they've got – who do they have there? They've got someone like Connor Tracy who could go there, but they've got a, they've got enough in the forwards so far that uh, uh, at the moment, sorry, that um, I think, yeah, keep him at centre this year. Yeah, and I think with, with um, him, he's obviously re-signed for a couple of years the, the other day, which is great to see. And my worry – and I, I've been speaking about this for, for a few years on the podcast – that Sivitalkoi needs to be in this team somewhere – but if you're going to play him at centre, it's a matter of time until defensively he gets caught out. He didn't at all he last never. year. Never yeah. did. He he was very – and, you know, you, you obviously had that game against Manly where he exploded and absolutely, absolutely killed them and then didn't score a try for eight or nine weeks. But, Matty, we talk about it every week on Bloke. Running for 180, 200 metres every single week at centre oh, his numbers, unheard of. His numbers were still crazy. Yeah, Like, crazy. tries aside, it, it, that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, Sifo, one of the most damaging outside backs in the game, and he potentially is playing in his wrong position as well, which is crazy. Uh, I think as well you've got to remember that Talakai, he didn't start last season as a centre. He ended mm. up there. So now he's going to have a full preseason as a centre, getting his body ready for that. Uh, I think he's a very scary prospect. Uh, the halves, they pick themselves. Moisa at 5'8". Uh, similar to Kieran Foran, to see Moisa get through a whole season was unbelievable. I, I didn't expect it. I've always been a huge Matt Moylan fan, as you guys know, but... I didn't think he'd be able to play as much footy as what he did last year, and I just think he played the perfect role. It was Nico Hines' team, and he just played a perfect complementary role there. Well, all, yeah, pretty much all he's got to do is stay on the field this year. Yeah. As you say, compliment Nico Hines. It was just so great to see him on the field last year, not get injured, because it's, it's just been so frustrating last few years. <laughs> Mostly frustrating for himself. Like, I'm sure he was absolutely kicking himself when he was in two weeks, out for two. Um, it was so good to see Matty Moylan because he's a freak. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute gun. I, I, I remember back in his Penrith days, I think it was a game against the Raiders, mm. and uh, the Panthers went 100 metres in the last set to score, and he touched the ball every single play. Yeah, that was in like Mudgee or Bathurst yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, Just a freak. Yeah. And, now, you know, you got to remember, he, he was he was the Panthers captain when he was, I think, 22, 23. Mm. Something unbelievable. So, and you know, I, I think Moisa, people look at him and, you know, he's a very laid back sort of character. He looks like he doesn't care and whatnot. But mm. fuck, I, I, I think he's a real competitor. Mm. I love Moisa. If you had that many hamstring injuries and oh. then you have a whole year on the field last year, the rehab he must have done to get right, yeah. he cares. Yeah, for Trust sure. Me, he cares. And, and I think you could see when Moisa came back last year, you know, before he'd played an extended period, you could see that he was a little bit nervous himself. Mm. Still, I think now, hopefully, he's got the confidence of getting through a whole season. His body's backed him in finally. I think he could really explode this year. Nico Hines. Um, I think this guy is so good that we sort of jumped straight to the conversation, Matty. Can he go back-to-back? Dally M's. Of course he can. Yeah, I reckon 100%. he'll be right up there. Yeah, he's he's so complete. Just one of the most complete heart. Just obviously clear his tippity top when it comes to like complete halves at the moment. But fuck me, Nico's right up there. He's He's incredible. Yeah, and another guy that we add to the depth of the New South Wales Blues to trying to fit all these guys into the team. And I'm nervous that Nico Hines, he, he could be the best player, or like one of the best players in rugby league, and not play Origin for the foreseeable future. I, I thought it was pretty rough he didn't even make the Aussie squad. Yep. But it make, but like it makes sense. It because makes sense. Of, of everyone. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. But yep. I, it's hard. I, like, it's hard to talk about Origin, but... You just feel like he needs to be there somewhere, but then, you know, he's not going to be utility because that's Jackie Wine's locking that one up. So, 
And then you know. might have Matt Burton in front of him Ready. as well. He's already been in the system. So it's tough. But, yeah, I mean, at the same time, mate, the other thing I love about this Shark side, of that team, I don't think any of these guys are going to go and play Origin next year. Let's have a look. Yeah, maybe not. I genuinely don't think any of them will. I, I think it maybe has passed Dale a little bit. I think if they had a few injuries, they'd turn to Dale, but I don't think he'll be in the side. And d- whilst Dale, like... Is just super important. And actually, I think there was a stat last year. There was some period when he was on the field, I think they conceded like like so many less tries or something yeah. like that. They had like a, a win-loss ratio of something when he was on the field. Um, but even if he does go missing, like you can put Cameron McGuinness there anyway. Yeah, and if 100%. he's the only one that's gone, because Freddie loves Dale, but yeah, even if Dale is out for a week. It's a huge advantage to have, though, especially just to keep your spine together all year and to keep the rest of the team massive. Uh, Yeah, so that's our back line. Kennedy, Katoa, Talakai, Ramian, Mulatalo, Moisa, and Nico Hines. We'll get stuck into the engine room, the forward pack now. Up front, Toby Rudolph and Hamlin Uele. I think Rudolph, he really came of age last season. I was very impressed with him. Got a bit of uh, larrikin about him and whatnot, Uh, but I thought last year was probably his best season he's played so far. Yeah, I think both of them. They both... Kind of really improved last year, um, man. It was was it, Hamlin. Well, got injured at the start of the year as well. Didn't he, he? He got injured in about round eight, and he was at that he point he was their it. best player. Yeah, not their best forward. I think he was their best player at that point. He was on fire. Yeah. So we're not too sure when he's due back because he broke his leg in the World Cup. So assuming he's back for round one, I don't, I don't know what the recovery time for a broken Nor leg do is. I. But um, hopefully he's there round one. And gets like a full season in. I guess the disadvantage is he's he's not going to have a full preseason, uh, which is unfortunate. But we know what he can do. He's been thereabouts for a couple of years. But yeah, he really exploded at the start of last year. And I think if we get a full season of him in the ULA, uh, the Sharks will be the Sharks will be absolutely singing. Yeah, and I mean the beauty of this side, and we'll talk about it more as we go on. I mean, losing Hamlin ULA is a great player, but they can cover it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not overly yeah. stressed about the Sharks without him. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be much better mm. when they get him back, but they can cover him. I think as well, having Fafita and Tom in there the last couple of years mm. would have helped, you know, Rudolph, Tom. Ham Newelle, Royce Hunt. So, yeah. They're big wow. losses. They are big losses. they got a good forward pack, the Sharkies. Unreal pack. Um, hooker, Blake Braley. Easy. Yep, picks himself there. Uh, had a tremendous season last year. The thing that I love about Blake Braley, he's been good for a number of years. Yep. And then as soon as they signed young Beryl that we spoke, well, not young Beryl, I, I, I think he's 26, 27 years old. He came down from Queensland Cup, got the hooker of the year, might have even got player of the tournament, got one of the two anyway, maybe both. Um, he came down, he was tremendous. I had huge raps on him. Uh, he played for Newtown the entire season, hasn't debuted yet, simply because Blake Brody forced himself to be picked week yep. in, week out. I think that was the best thing for, for yep. all parties. Yeah, yep. I, lo- I love when you see players respond to a challenge like that. I love his name as well, Blake, Blake Braley. Braley. It's great. Also, it's very Cronulla. Yeah, with the wine there. Yeah. And also, he's, he's very good looking as well. Follow him on Instagram. There is a, uh, <laughs> there's a younger Braley coming through as well, another hooker. What's his name? He's got, a, he's got a cool name as well, doesn't he? I would assume so. I don't is know, though. Is T? I think, I think he's got a cool name. He, I wouldn't shock I'm me. Google it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure he's a shocking-looking bloke too. Um, let's move to the back row. And Wade Graham, uh, he picks himself out on the left edge. Uh, Taj. Taj, Taj, of course. T-A- T-A-J. Yeah. 
<laughs> Double Y. Um, yeah, Wade Graham, obviously aging, a tremendous player. Uh, we're hearing rumours that they might have a co-captaincy this year with Wade. So I would assume you're probably looking at your Dales, yep. your Nico Hines, these sort of guys. Uh, but Wade Graham, he's been a tremendous player for a very long time. I think his days of 80-minute back rower are probably behind him. Uh, but he still offers so much. And I think Wade Graham now becomes even more important with Fafita and Tolman walking out the door. I think you can kind of write off a bit of last year for Graham because you, you cast your mind back to the, the back end of the year before. He was out for the year, mm. last few years, well, sorry, last few weeks with concussion. And I think he kind of had to really monitor himself in that preseason. Then, you know, when, come round one or whenever he came back, he, um, yeah. Like, to come back from head knocks, you need to gain a lot of confidence. Yep. So, I think we didn't see what we know Wade Graham is last year. And hopefully now, that's all that's all gone and, and we can see the best of him again. Because I want to see Wade Graham as that silky yep. edge player like like we know. I think it was a previous podcast. I can't remember which one it was. But I think it was ball playing forwards, actually. I think it was, yeah. He's one of the best ball playing forwards of all time. All time. Of all time. He, he is – he will go down, like, honestly, I reckon he could be in my 17 of favourite players of all time. I, I'm actually confident he's in your favourite 17. Mm. You love yourself. I love Wado. I yeah. love him. I, 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 I hope we see, a, like, a big Wado year this year. And I think the other thing that stands out for me with Wade Graham makes him so unique as a ball-playing forward, a left-foot kicking game. Oh, it's the best. As far as a, an edge forward goes to have a left-foot kicking game, and, you know, not just a guy that can kick off his left foot like – Viliami kick out, for example, I, I, don't, I don't know which foot he kicks off, but you know he, mm. he can kick short. You can throw the ball away, Graham, 30, 40, mm. 50, 60 out, and he'll, he'll make a good kick yeah, down that Yeah, he'll edge. force a drop out, yeah. 30 metres out. He's a tremendous football away, Graham. Uh, his, his partner on the other edge, Britton Akora, uh, great season last year. Probably didn't, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, probably didn't score as many tries as we all expected based on his first season when he was linking up with SJ, but I just think defensively in his workload, he went to another level. I thought he was great in the World Cup too. So Britain, oh, yeah, he, he exploded Britain Nakora. Then he kind of, he didn't like have a have a bad patch after that. It just like it, he just wasn't as as good as like that. Explosion. As a lot of young guys do. Yeah, 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 exactly. And but I think last year was a big year for him because he was incredible. Yeah, he was great, Britain Nakora. Thirteen, Dale Finucane picks himself there. You've obviously the, got the warrior, Cam McInnes in the side too. And I reckon there'll be times throughout the year where they will swap and change and whatnot. Uh, but Fuck, Dale just. <laughs> Two of the toughest cuts oh, ever. When, when, like, like the, the way that we've got this team list written down is, you know, Way Graham, Dale, then the bench. The first name's Cam McInnes. Like, that's three guys that have been captains at NRL clubs over the last three years. Wow. It's unbelievable to have. To have and you can't even get them all in your starting team. Incredible. Very, very impressive. So they're well set up. Daly's been a fantastic signing from the Melbourne Storm. I know that Nico Hines, he got all the headlines and whatnot, but I, I think the impact that Dale would have had. Monday to Friday mm. would have been massive. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's such a Craig Fitzgibbon guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine a young bloke in this team where Craig Fitzgibbon is your coach, and who were they talking to? Yeah, it was Luke Lewis. Because obviously Toby Rudolph said it on Fox a couple of months ago, but Luke Lewis reaffirmed the other day this at the um, photo shoot. He's like, yeah, like he literally does jujitsu or something on the day of, just so he can walk into this Craig Fitzgibbon, yep. so he can walk into his team and say, all right, I ripped in now. It's fucking your turn. So you got him. Then you got like Wado and Fanu- uh, Fanukin and Cameron McGuinness. Like, if you're a young guy at training, 
Yeah, there's no mucking around there, I don't reckon. <laughs> Never forget after they lost there. Who'd they lose to? The Cowboys in Golden Point? Yeah. I had a guy send me a message and it was the first thing I saw when I opened my phone. He goes, bad day to be jiu-jitsu tomorrow. <laughs> Going to cop a pounding. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our starting 13. Our, fuck, it's a good pack. Good God. Let's mm. move to our bench. Another stacked bench here. Uh, 14, Cam McInnes. Uh, probably not your traditional sort of 14. Can play a middle role. Not really a guy that can c- cover your halves or whatever. Can play nine if need be. Uh, but Cam McInnes, one of, if not the best defensive player in this competition. Yeah, 100%. But he still comes on. I, like, you always notice when he comes on because he's, you know, he's not the quickest guy, but he's always, you just, you just, he's so fit. That it always looks like he's got fresh legs when he yep. comes on. Like, I mean, he does have fresh legs when he comes on, but you can really, you can really notice it. Um, and then he just rips in, makes a few tackles. Or, sorry, makes a lot of tackles. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys where, just next time the Sharks play next year, when he comes on the field, just keep your eye on him and watch what he does in such a small amount of time. He's one of those guys too. He will be supporting on every single play yeah. at top speed, yeah. getting himself back for the next one. He's one of those guys, and obviously not a um, super coach show that we're doing at the moment, but you watch him come on the field and you update your phone, Matty, mm. and you see his score go up and up and up, and you just think, how the fuck is mm. he possibly mounting this many runs and tackles? And then you watch him for a couple of minutes, he goes, oh, it mm. might be unders at the moment. He's, yeah. he's incredible, Cam McInnes. Um, Jersey 15, Wilton. Now, I said before that I think Wade Graham's days of playing 80 minutes are over, and part of that is Wade obviously ageing and head knocks everything. But the other thing is, Wilton has been fucking tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. I I argue that if you would put them both into a vacuum with a blank resume over the last, you know, since Teague Wilton's come on, I think he'd probably win the battle, to be honest with you. But. Wade Graham, he's uh, he's the older guy on the side. He's obviously got the leadership and everything, so you it's, have to pick him perfect, to start. Sorry, it's the perfect transitional hundred percent situation. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think what we said before is going to be interesting. That you know, if Wade Graham plays this year, maybe next year. I think this year will probably be his, his last year. Do they bring Wilton in there, or do they maybe move Talakai one spot in and find a spot for a Tracy and whatnot? It's going to be interesting to see which direction they go. If they would, do, if Wade Graham sat out round one. At this point, I'd put Wilton in the back row. Yep. But, yeah, who knows 12 months from now. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, and that's the beauty of if Britton Okora or Wade Graham go down, get injured, suspended, whatever it might be at any point, honestly, you don't lose anything. No. You really don't. No. I, I actually thought that, and I, I think it's something that we sleep on a little bit, when Sivitalakai, you know, was playing against Manly and having these huge highlight games, it was Wilton inside him just running yeah. a hard line. I think that at times last year, um, Sivitalikai and Wade, I think they found it hard to work out their combinations at different point at different points. But I think with the preseason under their belt, that could be scary. Just on Talakai, I've just I've had a bit more to think about this. I reckon I reckon you're not gonna move him to the back row unless you need to. Because just because he's killing it so much. Mm. Like like at, whilst he's killing it, like why would you change a good thing unless you absolutely need to? I think at Unless it's unless it's like getting not extremely necessary, but if it's necessary, then I'd move him. But I wouldn't just move him if we had a fifty-fifty option. Put it that way. Yeah, fair, fair shout. Not now, anyway. Uh, Jersey sixteen, Royce the choice, one of my so favourites. Royce Hunt, love him. I think people, you know, people either forget or don't realise he made his debut for the Raiders in like twenty eighteen. Yeah, played one game and then he just fell into rugby league wilderness for ages. I, I remember watching him for Mounties. Mm. Heaps, and he was all like always the best. It's a player. monster. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. So uh, when he did get back into first grade, I was very excited about him, and I said then that I think he's got sort of Andrew Fafita potential 
where he can be that sort of a forward that can bounce off three and four tackles, create an offload. I still don't think you've seen the best of Royce. I, I still no. think he's got a lot more to offer. And if Hamlin-Uele is out for the first few weeks with this leg injury, I think Royce comes in to start. And uh, I'm expecting very big things out of him. Uh, mate, the last guy on the bench, and it's the only new player into this side, Oregon Kafusi. Mm. I know that you're a big fan of him. I, I him. like him too. Great little signing. Well, he's not little. It's true. <laughs> he's big. He's big. He... Uh, Lot of raps coming through. He played Origin under twenties a couple of years ago. Um, I just think Parramatta have, you know, you can call them the best forward rotation in the comp, well, yep. front row rotation in the comp almost, uh, if not definitely. So there's just no room for him there. He can walk up, start a lot of teams. I reckon by the end of this year, he he will, he's going to be gun. And I think it's perfect. Like, obviously, for feeder club legend. Tolman, like 300 gamer, um, back into their careers last year. It's a perfect little changing of the guard. Yeah, uh, Oregon Kavusi will be a mainstay for the Sharks as long as as long as they can keep him. He will be a one to watch. Yeah, very very good signing. Great great little. And you know, if that is their best seventeen, to think that you can inject Kem Kinnis, Royce Hunt, and Kafusi. Yep. <sighs> That's premiership frightening. It, it genuinely is. You know, yeah. you asked on bloke yesterday, gun to head Cowboys or Sharks. And I said Cowboys, probably because we were just talking about the Cowboys. But I've, I've had to think about it. Yeah. And I don't actually have a concrete answer. If I, if I had a gun to head, I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably still go Cowboys, like with no confidence. Like both Cowboys and Sharks, I think a premiership threat six years. Yeah. I just think maybe the Sharks on their day probably have a little bit extra. Mm. That's what I reckon. Just like with, you know, Nico Hines and uh, a couple of their backs. But this full pack is incredible. Cowboys full pack, probably a little, little more depth, but both so good. Um, Sharks it's a really have hard bad one. depth, though. They don't have bad depth. Yeah, yeah they, they really don't. It's a, re- it's a really hard question. Oh, off both the back of that question yesterday, someone messaged me this morning actually and said, oh, um, what's the biggest turnover of all time from teams making top eight to teams missing the next year? Mm. I had a look through. I ended up going back to, I think it was 2005. There was yeah. four teams that missed the eight. Crazy. In six? Or no, no, sorry. So in 04, well, yeah. it's crazy. In 04, the top four was Roosters, Bulldogs, mm. Penrith, Brisbane. Brisbane were the only team that made the top eight the next year out of those four. Wow. All three missed, and I think it was the Warriors that made Or the Raiders dropped out. They were eighth. But if you have a look at that 05 season... All those, like, you had the 02 grand finalists, Roosters-Warriors, they missed the finals in 05. The 03 finalists, Penrith-Roosters, they missed the finals in 05. And the 04 grand finalists missed the... Holy shit. Yeah, so every team that had been in a grand final for the three years leading up to that missed the top eight in 2005. And I'm assuming, like, the Eels obviously made it, but the the Knights came second last. Yes, so out of the four years, it was only one team. One team. And the Roosters were in the one before that as well, so... Only, yeah, which is crazy. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I just I look at this squad and I go, fuck, I don't know how they could miss the finals next year. I look at the Cowboys and go, I don't know how they could miss the finals. But as I said yesterday on Bloke, it does always worry me when you've got teams that just go yeah. bang out of nowhere and jump up. But yeah. No, I agree. It's a, it was a really good point. Um, but yeah, this is... This is a very well-balanced team, so For sure. I think they'll make the top four. And when we say well-balanced, we have a look at the guys that aren't in the side. Connor Tracy, he hasn't made the team... Um, I honestly think it's fair to say that there's been times when Connor Tracy comes in and all of a sudden he's the best back on the field. He's, he's a freak. Sometimes he puts up 
these numbers that are yep. just crazy. And you have a look at him. He doesn't look like a footy player. I think I've told the story on bloke before. I was at like a charity thing last year and he was standing about five metres away from me. And he is the most unassuming looking oh, it's crazy. standard bloke. I, I, I genuinely, I looked at him and thought, oh, and I went, no, no, that mm. can't be him. And then I saw him upload a video of it a few days later. I've, I've only met him a couple of times, like at a couple of launches and stuff, but everyone I speak to reckons he's just the sickest cunt. Yeah. He's like the best bloke in the world. And, uh, and people forget, like he had the worst injury. I think he did three, three ACLs in four Shit. years or something. Yeah, he didn't play. Control yourself on the bar, all right? <laughs> Settle. Yeah, I, I think I read an article. He, he, I don't know, like he was with his girlfriend or something for three or something years. And in, in their third or fourth year of their relationship, she watched him play footy for the first time. Yeah, wow. Like some, something crazy I, like that. I'll never forget, I was at a South training session about three years ago. It, it was just at Redfern Oval. I was driving to uni, so I just pulled up to have a look. And Cody Walker was there. Adam Reynolds wasn't. And there was someone playing halfback that I hadn't seen before. Mm. And I couldn't believe how much control they had. They were the main voice the entire time. And I sat there and watched and just thought, who the fuck is that? Mm. It was Connor Tracy. Mm. And it, it looked no different to when Adam Reynolds was there. It just is, yeah. you know, and that's where he's playing centre and all this shit. He could jump in at halfback, 5'8", fullback. You could chuck him at nine and he would kill it as well. Yeah. Tremendous player, Connor Tracy. Great to have. Uh, you got Ikevalu there who, you know, obviously came from the Chooks. Whenever he came in, he was great. Yep. Dykes, back up for, you know, your halves, fullback. Still got Trindle there as well who was the starting halfback. Fuck, they got a ago. lot of depth. Heaps of depth. Newtown are going to be good this year. Jaden Beryl, who was the Queensland Cup player of the year. And if you haven't seen Beryl play yet, trust me, an absolute gun. If, if, Blake, Bra- if Blake Braley went down... Beryl is, I would say, almost as good as Blake. I know he hasn't yeah. played first grade, but I, I genuinely think he is as good as Blake Braley. That's yeah. how much talent this this guy's got. And you still got guys like Jack Williams, Hazelton. Let's talk about Jack Williams for a sec. So he he missed a lot of last year mm. with injury, but he took a bit to get warmed up because I think he had a, bit, a few errors in his game. But in 2021, he was close to their best forward. So he, he's... Like, obviously, we've all, you know, it's easy to forget about someone who got injured when you talk about the best 17 for the next year. But, like, he's a real chance of breaking into this 17 because he was so good in 2021. He's just a guy. He's just got to cut those errors. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's one of these. I know you'll hate this. He's like he, he's like George Spurge. Sometimes I watch him in the play of the ball and I just hold my breath for a second. <laughs> and he plays, he goes, oh, good. But he, he is a very talented guy. So, the Sharky side, mate. Uh Plenty of depth. You know, you still got um, Harotti, who made his debut last year, I believe, or the year before. Year before. He's very talented. You've also got, uh, and you would have seen him, oh, you potentially would have seen him at the World Cup if you were up at 2am doing fuck all like me, playing for Greece. Um, his name is Sateni. He plays on the wing. He's got their first ever try for Greece in the World Cup. He's come through the shark system. has been a freak growing up the entire time. And it was funny. He's, he's obviously the same age as my brother, They've always played against each other. And I remember all, all of his mates messaged me going, holy fuck, we didn't even know he was going to the World Cup. He mm. wasn't named in the squad. He wasn't anything. Then the first game, he just appeared and scored the first try for Greece ever in a World Cup. So wow. pretty cool little story. Love that. Uh, but yeah, this Sharky side, very, very talented. May lose Lockie Miller over the next few weeks. Knowing our luck, Maddie, that'll drop about eight seconds after we finish recording here. Yep. As always is the way. But Sharkies, um, can we see them? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, are they a lock-in top four side for you? 100%. Oh, not a lock not It's getting a, crowded. They're, they're a lock-in top six. Mm. They should make they, – they are in my top four. So my top four is – so I've written down, and it contradicts what I said about the Cowboys. Yeah. My top four in no order is Panthers, Roosters, South, Sharks. Okay. And then five and six, I've got Cowboys, Melbourne. And then mm. then my seven to 12 gets a bit congested. Yeah. Obviously, that's not set in stone. That's just like a little guide that I have. But for me, they should be making the top four. I think we all have recency bias. Their finals last year were shocking. Yep. But think about it. If... If there wasn't a sin bin or something in that last Cowboys game and they end up winning that game and making the prelim, they could win. They could beat the Eels. 100%. They could have made a grand final. Yes. They, they, they take on the Eels at home with a week off. A Val, a Val Holmes field goal separated a disaster year for the Sharks yep. and a great year for the Cowboys. 100%. In a lot of people's eyes. So I think, like, let's like just... I reckon forget about that final series for the Sharks last year. They came into that South game and they were just cooked. They were mentally cooked. It was a big year. I, I don't think that is a problem at all. Um, I think they should be as dominant as they were last year, make the top four, and then hopefully they improve in the finals next year. And as you said, in that Cowboys game, that Simbin was so crucial at the back end of the game. Like oh, yeah. If that ball was just a couple of centimetres either way, it's a completely different story. Yeah. Just yep. Chad Townsend coming up with the perfect kick in the perfect moment at Shark Park to fucking sink their season. Poetry. Oh, I was, I, was at, I was at Shark Park and I got, as, as I've said a lot of times, two of my best mates are Sharks fans and I and I copped a lift home with one of them. Mm. And like, I don't think a word was said on the whole <laughs> drive home. How good. And his girlfriend as well goes for para. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... it was Compounding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Anything else to add on the Sharkies? I like the Sharkies, mate. I really do. They're... Like, there's no second teams in sport, but... Um, I think I want, besides South, I want the Warriors to go well the most this year. But I'll be really, really happy if, if the Sharkies go well this year. I'll get a little soft spot for the Sharkies too. Yeah, I used to hate them so much. Like, I used to hate the Sharks beca- only because of those two mates at school. Yeah. But I've grown up a little bit now. You've grown up a little bit. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, rate your debut at the bar out of 10. Not bad. I think I'll, you've done well. Yeah, I'll have to go back and have a look. <laughs> but, uh, mate, I don't like my posture. I want to see good. if you can keep this energy up. <laughs> I am very excited to see how you go. <laughs> Cheers, Guru. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week with more Best 17s and more off-season episodes coming as well. Uh, You might have already seen our most recent off-season that dropped yesterday. Uh, And I think it's one of our favourite topics we've done. So far, going through and yeah. yeah, we're actually about to record it. So yeah, I was, I was, stay I was, tuned I was, for that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of, I'm traveling through time here. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.